Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Monday Musings Parenting Podcast with Irada Ahmed. Today is episode 15 and we have uh, good news and the bad news. The bad news is this will be the last episode of season one. This is the last podcast. And the good news is, inshallah, after a few weeks of break, we will be launching season two of Monday Musings, where we will talk about dealing with teenagers in today's day and age. So each episode we will release every Monday will be about problems and challenges parenting parents are facing while raising their teens in today's world, inshallah. But today's episode is about uh, parenting in general, really. And I have titled it, Dua is your biggest tool as a parent. And if anything that you can take away from today's episode, it is number one, while book learning, book learning is helpful, uh, some of the best guidance you need in raising children comes from your own personal reflections, from your own life lessons and experience. And secondly, the second takeaway, righteous children are a blessing from God. So if you have been blessed with one, don't take it for granted. So let's let's dig deeper what I mean by these two takeaways. Let me start with a story. One summer, a few years ago, when we got back from our usual summer trip outside Saudi, I was telling this story to a friend of mine. She was listening and chuckling away at my question, which was, how do parents do that? No, really, how can they do that? I asked my friend. And the story was this. While still in the UK, I took our children to one of the local parks, which had the loveliest playground area. After playing a little, kids were excited to see the ice cream van. So we all got ice cream, including this other family with four or five-year-old girl. So my daughter uh, and this little girl had been playing together, going up and down the slides. As soon as they got their ice cream, they both ran off towards the slide again, leaving us two mums shouting, can you just sit down somewhere to finish off your ice cream? Obviously, they wouldn't listen. They ignored us. And within seconds of going up the ladder of this tall slide, they both dropped their ice creams. And what did I say? I blurted out, well, it serves you right. Who told you to go up the slide with an ice cream in your hand? You should have listened to me and sit down. And the other mother said, oh, darling, never mind. It's okay, darling. We'll get you a new one. No need to cry. I just glanced at her sideways for a few seconds and thought to myself, how on earth can she do that? I then excused myself. She's probably got just that one child while I have five. I haven't got patience for that. By then, really, I was wise enough to free myself up from the guilt syndrome. I have read many parenting books today to find the answers to all my questions. I have talked to many parents that I have worked with. I have had many discussions with my own parents, my mother-in-law, my friends, and I can tell you that complicated questions don't have simple answers. You have to dig deep within yourself, do some soul searching and self-exploration work 
in order to make amends and adopt new styles when raising your children. Some parent educators, experts and books promise you quick relief from the anxieties, from the mistakes and from the heartache of raising children. Too tempting. There is no quick fix solution to all our problems. We do a terrible disservice to ourselves when misled by this notion. Some books state that I'm supposed to say, that's all fine, darling, I understand. You wanted to hit your sister, but instead you decided to hit the vase when they accidentally knock over the vase, right? Sounds too clinical. Our living room is not a child's therapist's room. Some claim to be the scientific method involving research procedures and new insights in child studies. Well, no one knows your child as much as you do. And no one knows my children as much as I do. What I'm trying to say that while my book learning was very helpful, some of the best guidance I needed came from my own personal reflections, from talking to close friends, from discussing the matter with my mother-in-law, especially my mother-in-law. She's a great woman who can see things I'm blind to and can always bring a healthy perspective to a problem. In a nutshell, there's no parenting approach that fits your children. We all have to create one, invent one, make one. Yes, our parenting must be DIY. Because at the end of the day, whatever we read, whatever we hear, whatever we listen to, we have to make our own decisions because we are the ones who live with our children 24-7. And if we learned as a mother or as a father, if we learned anything about child raising from our children, it is that, that no children can be handled in the same way. And that's the trickiest part of parenting. Something that worked for your eldest may not work for your second or third right? No child, no two children can be handled in the same way. And I can especially relate to this as a mother of six, alhamdulillah. So my sister, let me leave you with this one message. Nothing is easier than making yourself feel guilty. We willingly blame ourselves for every problem. Well, guilt tends to paralyze you. So when you have your how on earth I can't be that parent or this parent, that mother or this mother moment, excuse yourself, give up the guilt and do what you can within your means. And it doesn't matter how many courses you attend or how great a parent you think you are, how good a Muslim you may be, how much support you get from friends, family or the system. You are not good enough to guarantee, we all are not good enough to guarantee raising children in a safe, beneficial way without the tawfiq and protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's just so much to it. The threat of fitna, the threat of, uh, you know, nazar or ayn, evil eye, sihr, and just the filth and fitna within the wider society, misguidance, all of the trials and afflictions, these are as real and rampant as ever. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ regularly say to his grandchildren, grandsons Al-Hassan and Hussein, uh, 
He would say, "A'udhu bi kalimatillahi tamma min kulli shaitanin wa hamma wa min kulli aynin lamma." I seek refuge for you in the perfect divine words of Allah from every devil and harmful creation and from every evil eye. And we know from the Quran that not only the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, other prophets used to say, uh, you know, du'as for their, regarding their children, right? They, they, they all used to say, and this is our number one weapon as a mother. This should be our number one tool as a mother. Dua, dua, dua. And we, we have number of du'as from the Quran uh, that we should be making for our children daily. رَبَّنَا حَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا قَرَّةَ عَيُونَ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمَتَّقِينَ عِمَامًا This another one. After each salah, every morning, every evening, we should be making du'a. Because this is what the prophets did. And if this is the case for the best and the strongest of all creation, then what about me, you, us, right? We've heard lots of talks recently about, you know, Muslim teens and raising good deeds. And especially here at RYS, a lot of the questions we have been receiving lately are related to teenage problems. And we all have to, sometimes I discuss these questions with a group of mums and what I have concluded that we all have to be careful not to expect too much credit for the blessings we have been gifted with. This includes like health, wealth, right, career, good marriage, relationships, and especially good children, righteous children. Again, we know from the prophet's stories that they had misguided children. And we have seen some of them sometimes in real life that terrible parents, they have produced amazing children. So our duty as parents is to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in raising the trust we have been given. But know that the outcome is in his hands. Just like in anything else in life, we can't control. We don't control. And therefore, we can only be grateful if we have been blessed with good children it, because you know anything could happen anytime there's so much fitna out there so what i would say is hold on tight to your children and focus on your duties but know that the outcome is always in the hands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dear mums Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah and by the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have released 15 episodes uh, of Monday Musings so far, and we are closing season one today. Jazakallah khair for tuning in, sending your kind words and du'as and feedback. I have been humbled and touched. I'm grateful to Allah for making this possible first and foremost and i thank people who worked hard behind the scene to bring refreshing podcasts to you every monday and we are already working on season two but we need your help sponsor season two of monday musings which include 15 episodes on dealing with teens like i said based on the questions we have been receiving at rys bullying, peer pressure, screen addiction, social media, the Netflix problem. I never realized Netflix was such a big issue among the teens. 
trials of losing faith. We have parents reaching out to us, you know, about their 15, 16 year olds having doubts about Islam and what to do. So we will be tackling all these issues in season two. And if you want to sponsor season two, inshallah, please visit our website. This it could be the means of earning Sadaqah Jariah for you. If you have benefited from episodes of Monday Musings in season one, consider sponsoring season two. Visit our website www.raising-scholars.com and stay connected on social media with Raising Young Scholars. Jazakumullah khair for tuning in to today's episode. And I will look forward to connecting virtually with you in season two. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.